Hi guys, and welcome back to the Boise Buys podcast. First of all, I just want to thank Ronnie again for coming on last week. I believe it was last week. Could have been the week before. Not really sure. But yeah, thank you for coming on, mate. I really enjoyed having you on and just chatting about Amazon and just reselling and all that. If you haven't already, check the previous um, episode out. Really good. So what I want to talk about today is, like, I'm just going to tell you about what I've been doing recently. So obviously the shops reopened and I just went mental. I done like I don't know how many miles, but hundreds and hundreds of miles in my car, just going to loads of retail like outlets and just retail stores because they've been closed for like months and the clearance sections were on point, absolutely ripped the clearance sections up. I was like going to like Boots and their clearance was mad, buying stuff for a couple of quid, it was selling for like 10, 15, 20, some of it. And then Debenhams obviously, because it's closing down, they had some good stuff at 70% off that I could make double my money on and all that kind of thing. But yeah, like that's a tip. If you if you haven't been out, there's definitely still deals out there. There's still stores uh, clearing out stock. You can still be picking up stuff in the clearance out in the clearance bits. And also talk to the staff. If you see a manager, just ask them if they've got a clearance section. That sounds a bit pikey, doesn't it? You're coming in, in the store and all you want is uh, sale stuff, but... You're there to make money, so who cares? What 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 does it matter if Steve thinks you're a pikey? Don't matter at all, does it? So yeah, go out there, find some stuff at the clearance sections and the clearance outlets. Let me know what you pick up. But yeah, that's what I've been doing. I I've done so. I went everywhere, brought a load of clearance stuff, sent it in to Amazon. I think I sent in ten boxes full or something like that. Must have been around like 150, 200 units. And it's all started selling now. So it's perfect. It's the best thing when you send it in and stuff sells as soon as it touches down. I've also been trying a few other niches like trainers and um, clothes as well. And so I was Ronnie as he was talking when he was down here. And it's been going pretty well. Like stuff, because I've just been unrestricted in some categories. Like, so on Amazon, if you don't sell on there yourself, when you first start, all you can sell books pretty much give give or take a few board games but it's kind of like i see amazon as a little bit of a game like the more you sell and the more you do the more you're going to unlock so the more you sell you you can like request to be unrestricted in certain categories like once you've been selling for three to five months to six months not five months i'm chatting shit but yeah three to six months you can request to start selling health and beauty and then you're your eyes open to stuff in boots, super drug, just stuff on eBay that people are selling in bulk that you can flip onto Amazon. So yeah, the more you do on Amazon, the more you get unrestricted in. I've been selling for about five years now and I'm unrestricted in like DVDs, which I feel like that's just a bit of luck because not many people can sell them. But whatever you're unrestricted in, even if it, you've just started in your books, go hard on them. You want to be out every day scanning. You want to be searching what kind of books are selling the best. Because that's what that's your niche for that point. Once you just start Amazon. If you're just books and board games. You need to know which ones sell quick. What kind of ranks you want to be under. I personally when I first started. I was under like 500k rank. But if it was a million rank book. I'd pick it up if it was worth over 30 quid. And I was paying like under a fiver for it. So yeah. Once once you start, you just want to be niche down to that in Amazon. Obviously, eBay, you can sell everything on. 
well, most things. But yeah, on eBay, sell everything on Amazon, do your niche, and then as you unlock stuff, start looking into that. It's, I mean, it's just obvious, isn't it? So, like, when I was doing it, I got into the beauty, and I was going to this car boot sale in, it was kind of near London, and this guy had a load of, I think it's called Simple Face Stuff, and La Roche Posay, that's definitely not how you say that, but I'm not really a makeup or beauty guy, so... Yeah, so I brought a load of that stuff and he was up charging like five reach and it was going for like 20 quid. You just got to check on beauty stuff, you just got to check the dates. If it's in date, if it's got within like six months of date, you're all good. If it's anything less, I'd probably sell it on eBay because you'd probably still make some good money. So if you are un- if you are restricted in beauty, if you see it at a car boot sale, it's a massive like niche that no one really looks into. If you can find like this brand new stuff at a car boot sale... Because I used to go past, I used to walk past like at the car boot sale, all the stores that had the new stuff. But now I've been a reseller for like five years. They're the ones where you can make the most money. Because you can buy it in bulk, it might cost you a little bit more per unit. But you'll make more in the long run because one, he's back there every week. Two, you can make a like relationship with him where he'll probably, he or she I mean but they will give you a discount if you're buying more and more every week because they're probably just getting it from a wholesaler or a distributor and they're just looking to move it on anyway. So they'll be happy for you to make money and them to make money. So you just got to be looking at like even Avon stuff. Avon stuff can be good because either you get the you get the Avon ladies who have... They're mainly ladies. You get the Avon ladies who have been like working from for ages and are getting out of it. And then they might have to discontinue to stuff. So there's, I think, there's someone called Christian LeCrew. And if you find that at a car boot sales, it's Avon, so it's not crazy money. But like for the aftershaves and that, you might get 25, 30 quid, where they're probably charging, if they're an old rep, like four or five quid. Or if they're just someone who's bought it, they might charge a couple of quid. So that's just a little bolo for you, something to be on the lookout for. But yeah, you need to be finding all this stuff. So... If you're just eBay, still look at the beauty. If you're Amazon and you've been unlocked in that, go absolutely mad. Just go into Boots and spend like four hours scanning some stuff. You'll get some dodgy looks and the staff will probably ask, but just tell them what you're doing. As long as they know you're not fucking stealing stuff, you're all good. Like, just have a chat with them, have some shit banter with them, (laughs) you know, that kind of thing. And then once you've moved on from that, you might get unrestricted in like some trainers or just different brands like i think there's remote control cars you have to get unrestricted in and what else is there there's just cameras and that and inks inks is a crazy niche because everyone has a printer pretty much not everyone but you know most people have a printer and no one knows what their printer ink number is like you'll go into a shop and it'll have like hp 364 and then there'll be hp like that onto onto like 520 people always forget their numbers they'll get it home they'll crack it open and before they before they take it out of the plastic they'll look at their one and they'll be like oh shit i brought the wrong one and then they can't return it but then they'll sell that at the car boot sale for like a couple of quid and even if it hasn't got the original box as long as it's still sealed inside like just the vacuum packed thing then you can still get close to retail it's mad because ink is like i think I've heard someone say it's like it's worth its weight in gold or something, but I might be just chatting shit there. 
But yeah, so you can find these inks at the car boot sale. People always look over them because no one really wants to deal with it. But you can just see on the side, if it's a name brand one, Epson, you've got Brother, HP, Lexmark. If it's one like that, pick it up. If it's a, it will say like recycled or it will just have a name you've never heard of, then leave it because the recycled ones are worth fuck all. They're alright if you get them for your own printer, but they're not good on a retail. Because I had a, I brought a box, I picked out all the Epsons and Brothers and all that. Had then had about 30 like recycled ones that they've put the ink in again and then sealed it up. And I had them on, on auction for like a tenner and they didn't go. So just look for the name brand ones and you should make some good money. And obviously if you can sell them on Amazon, you will have to sell them brand new on Amazon. But people will still sell them at the car boot sales. And if they are, if you are selling them on Amazon, you need to look at the date. They've got a date on the back for some reason, like ink expires for some reason. I think it's just the warranty expires. But yeah, if you can find them in date and you can sell them on Amazon, you can make some really good money. And picking them up on Facebook as well. I've done quite well on them. And then you've also got toner cartridges. Like, they're crazy money. I think mine for my printer is like 50 quid, which isn't mad, but that will last like a year. But people will, like, I, I once went to someone's house on Facebook, sorry about that, and they had some for like 50 quid, and it was like, I don't know, it must have been like 12 toner cartridges, and they went, they were flying out. I was sent some to Amazon, I was getting £80 each on them, and yeah, it was just mad. You get some of them where you can, you can still sell them on eBay, there's some Chinese kind of company. Whenever I list a toner cartridge, they'll either send me an offer on it or buy it straight out. And you just know you're in for money. You want the HP ones, Epson's, like I just said before on the others. And there's Canon as well. They do pretty well. But just do your research. And I'm just babbling on, but I'm just trying to te teach you stuff you can pick up at the car boot sales. If you haven't already known about it, if you do, thanks for listening anyway. But I'm just trying to teach new people what they can look for, what they can search for and facebook marketplace and all that and just i just want everyone to just if you want some extra money jump on the reselling it's just it's not easy but it kind of is easy once you know what you're doing once you know how to list on ebay and you know how to package stuff up you're fine and just watch if you are just starting just watch some youtube just absolutely use and abuse youtube i used to watch some guy called nick hills he was just showing that he's picking up like board games and all that and if if you are watching him he does a load of lives now which are pretty good but i don't watch them all the time because they're about an hour long and i'd rather watch something else but his older videos he kind of shows just uh the kind of i don't know how he buys and sells like the motion of it i don't know i'm just chatting shit but yeah Watch him, go back to his old videos, don't take the prices for gospel because prices going up, up and down all the time, but you'll see the kind of stuff he was picking up, and then you can go on eBay, search the item and filter it by solds and see the price it's going for now, and then you'll get a kind of idea of what kind of stuff to pick up, and if you see it at a car boot sale, charity shop on Facebook, you'll know it's worth money, and then you can flip it, make some money, and then rinse and repeat, that kind of thing. Yeah, so that's pretty much how I want you to start and also search UK reseller on YouTube as well there's a lot of new guys popping up I haven't watched them because 
I'm kind of just concentrating on the reseller myself and I kind of know what I'm doing now. But if you're new, search UK, UK reseller on YouTube. Also, get into the community on Instagram. Search UK resellers, hashtag UK resellers or UK reseller community. And everyone's so nice. Like, everyone will get involved with you. And, like, if you want to ask questions, they'll answer all your questions. Obviously, try and do a little bit of research yourself because no one wants to be answering, like, stupid questions where you could have just Googled it yourself. I get them all the time. I mean, I try and reply to most of them. But, like, if it's a stupid question, like, how do I list something? You can just watch a YouTube video on it. I'm not going to walk you through the whole process when you can watch someone do it on YouTube that's already recorded a video. Sounds a bit, like, cocky from me, but you can do it yourself. Like, I'm down to help anyone, but as long as they've tried to help themselves first. That's just my kind of rule. And then, also, if you've if you found if you've been into reselling for a while, even if you haven't, if you f- feel like you've fit, found something that you can make a lot of money on, just go in for it. As long as you've done your research, even if you fail, you fail. In life, you're gonna fail, aren't you? But at least you'll know you actually gave it a go. Like for example, I'm into football cards at the moment, and I started a Instagram for I think it's called Throwback Football Cards, and that was in like August last year, something like that. I remember the first card I brought was a Bale rookie card. Rookie card is the first card a player's had. So it was his first card for Southampton. And I posted it on there and I said it was undervalued or something. I didn't know what I was on about. But I just felt like it was going to grow in price. And at that point I was looking at like Beckham rookie stickers and Beckham rookie cards. And all of these players. And they were like 20 quid, something like that. Sometimes even cheaper. And the PSA grady ones were literally going for nothing. But these cards have been big in america for a long time like graded stuff in america has been about a lot longer than it has in the uk and or there's been a lot more people like collecting so like stuff in america usually if it's big in america at some point it will come over here and it will build a bit of hype around it so i saw that happening but i didn't jump in i left it until the pokemon hype and that build up builded up the cards built up the cards anymore even more, sorry I'm chatting shit now, but yeah, um, so I left it, and then I jumped back in in December, when the price had already gone up, so if I'd have seen that, I had seen that gap, and if I'd have had the confidence to enter it in August, I would have made a hell of a lot of money, I'm still doing pretty well at the moment, because I jumped in in December, but I would have made a lot more money, and I could have gone all in, because I had the money back then, the same amount as I do now, but yeah, I could have gone all in, got the stuff cheap and sold it high. That's what I do, I'm a reseller. But I didn't have the confidence in myself. But from now on, like now I've gone fully in on the cards. Because I've seen that, I still think it's building up. If you compare it to the basketball card market, a LeBron James rookie card sold for like 2 million the other day or something like that. Or a, it was some kind of autograph of LeBron James card. Sold for $2 million the other day. You can get a Ronaldo autograph or a Messi auto for, I don't know, 5k or something like that. Or even a Messi, right, even a Ronaldo rookie in a PSA 10 sold for 200k. It sounds like a lot, but if you compare it to like a LeBron James rookie, I'm sure that's like 600k, something like that, in a PSA 10. So you just got to compare them. I just think there's a lot more growth in the market for football even on the low-end cards, the 50 to £100 cards, I just can see football fans really getting into it, especially when 
everyone's let back into the stadiums and there's more people talking about it. Obviously, we've got a couple of influencers influencers already into it, which is awesome. It's just nice to see everyone getting into the hobby. Some people take it well serious, so it's just like, shut up, mate, have a day off. Like, crying if you do a raffle wrong or something, but yeah. Anyway, we just push them bad people to the side. They've obviously got a loser's mentality. If you can have a winner's mentality and just cheer cheer for everyone, whatever they're doing, even if you think don't agree with it, just be like, fair play, he's making his money somewhere, like somehow. If, this, if that's his route of doing it, fair play. If it's working for him, well done. But this is how I'm going to do mine. Also, look at what other people are doing. Don't always think that you're doing the best. Like, I've done that before where I've been like, oh yeah, I'm doing awesome on the on the Amazon, my sales are crazy. And you look at someone else and you see he's doing it a different way. But also don't compare yourself. You can look at the like methods is implementing, like what the kind of what kind of sale price is going for or markup. But don't compare yourself because you're doing well on your own. You don't know how long they've been into it. You like people always show up their numbers on like Amazon where it would say they've made fifty K a month, something like that. But you don't know how much they've put into that. You never know. That could be 45k they've put spent on the stock and then they've made five grand profit. Still very good for a month, but it's not the 50k that you've seen from the base value or face value. So don't compare yourself too much. Learn from people, but don't compare yourself. I know I keep saying that, but just I see people doing it all the time. I do it all the time. That's the thing of Instagram. You're always going to compare yourself. Like I compare myself to fucking Brad Pitt. Got a six pack and that, but I'm not Brad Pitt. <laughs> I'm just a reseller from the UK, so. But yeah, that's just my thing. Don't compare yourself. I won't say it anymore. And then also plan for the future. If you've found yourself a niche like something that's big in America or something that you think is going to come over here, just just keep your mark up. Like, either do some reselling in the back and keep that stock for when you think it's going to boom. Or just gradually list it. You don't have to like sell it cheap just because the hype isn't here yet. If you feel like the hype's building, you can just price it and don't don't be worried if you haven't sold it within a week. I get like that with my stuff. Like even with my cards the other day, I was like, oh, I've listed them and I haven't sold the first day. I was thinking, shall I send some offers out on eBay? But no, I just left it and they started selling overnight. You just got to have a bit of faith in what you've done in the past. And just go for it, to be honest. <laughs> but now I'm going to move on from talking about that. I just want to talk about car boot sales at the moment. So obviously it's been a week or so back at them. And personally, I've felt like that it's a lot of tat. I've got there at the standard times, maybe a little bit late on a few of them, just because I couldn't get out of my bed. But yeah, I felt like it's. it looks like the people have sold all the good stuff well, most of the good stuff, obviously, you can still pick up some uh, on eBay over like the lockdown. And then they've just brought the absolute tat to the car boots. I mean, obviously, it's what they can do what they want to do. But I haven't picked up crazy stuff at the moment. I've done pretty good at some of them. But it's just from learning different niches. Like like I said it earlier, the beauty niche. Like No one really picks that up. You can pick up discontinued stuff as well, which can go for crazy money. Also, old perfumes. Old perfumes are mad. Like, even if you get, like I said earlier, the discontinued Avon ones, but you can pick up, like, Chanel's, you can pick up Dior stuff. 
if it's been half used, still pick it up. If there's a little bit left in it, pick it up. Just always check on the sold like sold listings. You you'll see it and like I picked up a Dior Fahrenheit the other day. It's a vintage fragrance, and it was actually full and it's still in the box. And I paid ten pounds for that. I looked it up obviously before I brought it, and I saw that the sold comps were around a hundred pound. I've listed it for eighty five just to get it gone quick, because why not just turn over the stock? But yeah, so. That's just another thing, isn't it? Discontinued and old fragrances. If you think how much a perfume is at an airport or at a Debenhams, that kind of shop, they're like 70, 80 quid. You find them sealed at the car boot still. You just got to watch out for the fakes, but you can always tell if someone's got a stall full of like perfume and he looks a bit dodgy. You can tell who looks dodgy. Offering out testers and that, you're like, nah, you're right, mate. I can tell that's all fake. Just don't pick that up. But if it's like a single man or woman, just just got a Chanel on the table or something like that sealed. I was nine times out of ten, that's gonna be real. And if you don't think it's real, if you're not sure, if you don't want to be selling fake stuff, obviously no one does. There's websites you can check out and you can just post it in Facebook group groups and they'll tell you if it's real or if it's fake. And then you can just do whatever you want to do with it. You can still sell it on Facebook as a as a um replica. I wouldn't recommend doing it because you get a little bit of a name for yourself. But yeah, if you see the sealed ones at the car boots, pick them up because if they are real, you can get even close to the retail. And if they've been discontinued, you'll get more than the original retail. So it's just another thing to look out for. Also, old trainers at the car boots, you've got to be picking them up. I see a lot of Depop sellers going around the car boots now. So I rate you guys if you're listening. Always see you with the, you've always got a top, always with a Tommy bag. Always like a Tommy gym bag and it's always full of the maddest clothes and the maddest trainers but I rate it highly you guys are going hard but yeah if you if you get there before a Depop seller and you see some old Nikes on the floor or some old Adidas anything like that pick them up if they're under a fiver I'll just pick them up straight away if they're men's sizes like 7 through to like 11 even women's I don't know too much about women's shoes but I'm sure there's some money to be made but I usually stay away from kids' shoes because I feel like they don't get as much love and they don't go for as much money because they're not too expensive to buy like straight away. You can probably get them 30 quid, JD, something like that. So you're not going to get, if you're buying them for a fiver at the car boot, you're not going to get anywhere near 30. You probably get 10 to 15. But obviously you can still flip them. Just do your research. Everything's about research. I should change the name of the podcast to the research podcast because I'm preaching so much about it. But yeah, it's just honestly what I believe. I seem to be going from like story to story here or different things, but I just want to talk a little bit about, this is a bit off topic, but a bit about the board game niche. Like as you're first starting on Amazon, you'll be able to sell most board games. Maybe not some of them, but as you build it up, you'll be able to start selling them and even on eBay. So a few board games I've picked up in the past, there's one called Atmosphere and that one... I think on eBay it goes for around 40 quid. On Amazon it's around 70 around Christmas. There's also all the monopolies. Like you don't, Some of the original, just standard monopolies aren't crazy. But the red box one, Vintage, can do decent. Like 15 quid on eBay, 25 to 30 on Amazon. You've got your really special edition monopolies. Like I once brought a Wizard of Oz monopoly on eBay. It, they literally had it just up 
as the title was Monopoly, so I could tell it was going to be a good deal. And actually, my old man found it, and it was, I think we paid £18 for it. Sent into Amazon that Christmas, I think it was a couple of years ago. Sold for £110 used. £110 for a used board game. And it wasn't even in there a month before it sold. So there's people looking for this kind of thing. Even the vintage games, there's ones called like Dingbats and Screwpools and Risk. Like even if they look like they've got an old box, just scan them. Because a lot of them go for some good money on it on Amazon. On eBay, they're a bit can be a lot shitter like some of them will be going for like a fiver on ebay but then you'll look on amazon and they'll be like 25 30 quid but then you found yourself an item that you can buy on ebay and sell on amazon it's just little things like that like you can find there's also niche board games like the dungeons and dragons game you find that if you see that at the car boot sale obviously look it up on spot but even if it's incomplete you can sell the bits on ebay and make good money like the role-playing games are always good, the Dungeons and Dragons, even if you get the books. I once brought a job lot from my old charity shop contact, paid like 35 quid, and some of the books were selling for like 30 quid on their own. I had about 30 of them. They just look like little comics. And people, I don't even know what they do, dress up or something like that. I could be chatting shit. But yeah, if you find them at the car boot sales, definitely buy them. You'll see them, they'll, see, they'll say like A, D and D or Dungeons and Dragons on them, or just dragons, and you can just look them up on the spot, and some of them go for crazy money, like if they've been discontinued, or they're just hard to find, some of them you get 50, 60 quid for, and with the Warhammer stuff, Warhammer books can be crazy, there's a lot that are shite, but just make sure you scan the barcode, because you, you don't want to find a bundle, buy it straight away, get it home, scan it, and they're going for 5p each on Amazon, I've done it before when I was first starting. I thought I'd found an absolute gold mine. I thought I was going home with a diamond in my boot. But got home and it was absolute bollocks. So I just always look up on the spot. Scan the items if they say anything. Just either tell them what you're doing or just make up some shit. Say you're sending a picture to your sister or something. She's a real geek. But yeah, just get scanning. Do your research. I'm like a broken record here. But yeah look out for all that kind of stuff there's even games like there's one called race night where it's about horse racing and that sells really well at the car boot sale also when you're at the car boot sales look out for sealed board games because if it's going for fuck all used a board game can be going for three four quid used but sealed you'll get like 50 quid it's the same with dvd sets but not many people can sell them so i won't talk too much about them but i do a lot of dvds i'll be buying them on ebay and selling them on amazon because not many people can sell them, so I've kind of got that niche like I was talking earlier. I'm niching down to the DVDs, or as Americans call it, niches. don't think that's right, but anyway, move away from that segue. So yeah, if you can find sealed stuff, always scan it. And then after a while, you'll get to know what kind of brands sealed stuff aren't worth scanning. Like you'll get the, you'll see the little brands, like the middle aisle, little shit, I think it's called like, I literally I can't even remember what it's called, but you'll see it. If you've ever been a little, you'll be able to identify it. Some of that stuff might sell on eBay, but on Amazon, I can't imagine much of it's going to be on there. But also in Lidl, you will find some deals. Like I brought a load of Lego the other day, and it was a Lego Harry Potter set. I think it was around £15, and it was selling for 35 on Amazon. I picked up five of them, and they sold like within a week. 
So always looking little because they get a load of shit in. And TK Maxx, TK Maxx can be a madness. Their toy section, I think it was like three Christmases ago, before everyone started scanning in there. But I was picking up madnesses. There was like board games for like 15 quid, going for like 50, and they were selling the same week. I remember I picked up, in particular, a Walking Dead board game for a tenner, and that was going for 30. And people were asking me where I got it from. But at that point, you don't want to give up your sources before your items have sold. That's just how it goes. You're not gonna like tell people what you're doing because you're gonna you're gonna get undercut when you're doing it like yourself. I've got a load of niches I'm in at the moment, but I'm not gonna talk about them until I'm out of it because I've found a gap in the market and I don't want to share it with everyone until someone else has got into it because it's just pretty much giving money away in it. It's hard to be a reseller and do a podcast because I want to give away as much as I can, but I can't give away everything. It's the same thing with like if you're doing YouTube. You can't show everything you're selling because people are going to jump on it and undercut the price and then the price will go down and you've lost your money. It's all well and good being nice and helping people out, which I do all the time. I'm always down to help people out, but I'm not going to tell you exactly what I'm buying. Like When I do these, I do what I call a power hour on Instagram. It's where I set myself a goal of how much money and profit I'm going to find on eBay, like flipping stuff on eBay to Amazon. So I'll find items on eBay, show the price of going on Amazon, and then I'll show how much profit I'm going to make. And I usually aim to make, a, well, I first started trying to make £100 of potential profit an hour, but it's got up to like five, £600 in an hour. So that's kind of my niche at the moment. I know what I'm doing in that. If you can get to know it, get on it. I started originally by looking through my inventory on Amazon and just looking for stuff I'd sold in the past and then just looking for that on eBay and the prices go up over time with everything well with most stuff obviously not everything goes up in price but most of your inventory that you sold a year ago if it was new it would have gone up in price by now so that's my tip if you are going to do the eBay to Amazon look for your Amazon inventory and if you haven't started on Amazon you're just going to have to start looking at just random brands just seeing if you can sell Paw Patrol stuff that's on eBay for a tenner see if you can sell it on Amazon for 30 it will take a lot of time when you first start but as you build up your confidence in it and you know what to pick up you'll be able to do your own power hours or just you'd not well obviously you don't have to do a power hour but like you can do your own source in an hour and potentially make some good money so actually I think I'm going to do one later so if you check out my Instagram I'll put in when you go on my profile of highlights so if you go on there you'll be able to see that I've done a power hour and how much I potentially found like how much profit I potentially found in that hour so you can and even if you catch it live in the future people seem to enjoy it like seeing how much money I can find in an hour sometimes I do it in half an hour but yeah that's just me <laughs> bigging myself up a little bit but it's just saying there's literally deals out everywhere you can literally I've been shopping in Morrison's before. Actually, not Morrison's because that's a shithole. But I've been shopping in Tesco before. And I've been in there to buy myself, I don't know, some links and all that. And it's come to a tenner. I've gone to the DVDs or the clearance section. And I've picked up a couple of toys that are on clearance. And I've paid for my shopping and profit on top. So that's just what I like to do when I go into a shop. If I'm buying myself something... I'll try and make as much back as I can in that shop from the clearance section. Like the other day, I brought some microphones for the 
podcast. They cost me a couple of hundred pounds. And I was in that same shop and I thought, I'm going to go to the clearance section and see if I can make this money back from the same shop. Uh, so pretty much the microphones would have cost me nothing if I could make the money back. So I went to their clearance section. I found, I think it's around £150 in profit. And these microphones, I was just saying, now they cost me 240 So really, after I've sold that, that trip has cost me £90. I've got two like awesome microphones for 90 quid after I've sold all the other stuff as well. So that's just what I like to do when I go into shops. <coughs> Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, that's what you should do as well. Whatever you're spending money on, try and make it back in the next couple of shops or on eBay to Amazon that same day. Always make more than you spend. Obviously, it's just standard in it business. You want to make more money than you spend. But yeah, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I'm sorry if I've babbled on too much, but I just thought I'd get this get this episode done. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you want me to talk about anything in the future, I'll probably do another Q&A for an episode in the future. God, I've said that enough, and I? But yeah, thank you for listening. I won't waste any more of your time. And I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, guys.